Brajakakariya and Paramahamsa are gradual progressive stages in the renounced order of life, Sanayasa, and Queen Kantadini, the mother of the Pandavas, has spoken about them in her prayers for Lord Krishna, Canto 1, Chapter 8. The Paramahamsas are generally found among both the impersonalists and the devotees, but according to Srimad Bhagavatam, as clearly stated by Kantadini, Pure Bhakti Yoga is understood by the Paramahamsas, and Kantadevi has especially mentioned that the Lord descends, Paratranas and Unum left square bracket BG 4.8 right square bracket, especially to award Bhakti Yoga to the Paramahamsas. So ultimately the Paramahamsas, in the true sense of the term, are unalloyed devotees of the Lord. Srila Jivagasvami has directly accepted that the highest destination is Bhakti Yoga, by which one accepts the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Those who accept the path of Bhakti Yoga are the factual Paramahamsas. Since the Lord is very kind to everyone, the impersonalists, who accept Bhakti as the means of merging in the existence of the Lord in his impersonal Brahmajayatir, are also awarded their desired destination. He has assured everyone in the Bhagavad Gita, 4.11, ye yathamam prapadiant. According to Srila Visvanathakakravarti, there are two classes of Paramahamsas, namely the Brahmanandas, impersonalists, and the Primanandas, devotees, and both are awarded their desired destinations, although the Primanandas are more fortunate than the Brahmanandas. But both the Brahmanandas and the Primanandas are transcendentalists, and they have nothing to do with the inferior, material nature full of the existential miseries of life. SB 2.4.14 Text 14 Text Namo namaste esti the resabhaya sabvadam vidarakasthaya muha kriyajinam nirastasam iadasayina ratasas vadamani brahmani ramsayat namah Word for word meanings Namah namah te, let me offer my obeisances unto you, astu, or, resabhaya, unto the great associate, sabvadam, of the members of the Yadu dynasty, vidarakasthaya, one who is far from mundane wranglers, muha, always, kuyajinam, of the non-devotees, nirasta, vanquished, samaya, equal status, adisayina, by greatness, radhasa, by opulence, svadamani, in his own abode, brahmani, in the spiritual sky, ramsayate. Enjoys, Nana, I do bow down. Translation. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto him who is the associate of the members of the Yadu dynasty and who is always a problem for the non-devotees. He is the supreme enjoyer of both the material and spiritual worlds, yet he enjoys his own abode in the spiritual sky. There is no one equal to him, because his transcendental opulence is immeasurable. Purport. There are two sides of the transcendental manifestations of the Supreme Lord, Shri Krishna. For the pure devotees he is the constant companion, as in the case of his becoming one of the family members of the Yadu dynasty, or his becoming the friend of Arjuna, or his becoming the associate neighbor of the inhabitants of Vrindavana, as the son of Nanda Yasoda, the friend of Sudama, Sridama and Madhumangala, or the lover of the damsels of Vrajabhumi, etc. That is part of his personal features and by his impersonal feature he expands the rays of the Brahmajayatir, which is limitless and all-pervasive. Part of this all-pervasive Brahmajayatir, which is compared to the sun rays, is covered by the darkness of the Matatadva, and this insignificant part is known as the material world. In this material world there are innumerable universes like the one we can experience, and in each of them there are hundreds of thousands of planets like the one we are inhabiting. 
the Mundaners are more or less captivated by the unlimited expansion of the rays of the Lord, but the devotees are concerned more with his personal form, from which everything is emanating. Janmadi Asaya Yadaha left square bracket SB 1.1.1 right square bracket. As the sun rays are concentrated in the sun disk, the Brahmajayatari is concentrated in the Lokavrandavana, the topmost spiritual planet in the spiritual sky. The immeasurable spiritual sky is full of spiritual planets, named Vakanthas, far beyond the material sky. The Mundaners have insufficient information of even the mundane sky, so what can they think of the spiritual sky? Therefore the Mundaners are always far, far away from him. Even if in the future they are able to manufacture some machine whose speed may be accelerated to the velocity of the wind or mind, the Mundaners will still be unable to imagine reaching the planets in the spiritual sky. So the Lord and his residential abode will always remain a myth or a mysterious problem, but for the devotees the Lord will always be available as an associate. In the spiritual sky his opulence is immeasurable. The Lord resides in all the spiritual planets, the innumerable Vakantha planets, by expanding his plenary portions along with his liberated devotee associates, but the impersonalists who want to merge in the existence of the Lord are allowed to merge as one of the spiritual sparks of the Brahmajayatir. They have no qualifications for becoming associates of the Lord either in the Vakantha planets or in the supreme planet, Galokavrandavana, described in the Bhagavad Gita, as Madama and here in this verse as the Svadama of the Lord. This Madama or Svadama is described in the Bhagavad Gita, 15.6, as follows. The Lord's Svadhamma does not require any sunlight or moonlight or electricity for illumination. That Dhamma, or place, is supreme, and whoever goes there never comes back to this material world. The Vakantha planets and the Galokavrandavana planets are all self-illuminating, and the rays scattered by those Svadhamma of the Lord constitute the existence of the Brahmajayatir. As further confirmed in the Vedas like the Mandaka, 2.2.10, Katha, 2.2.15, and Svetasvetara Upanishads. 6.14. Natatras Uriel Bhatinakandra Terakam Nima Vidyuto Banti Kuto Yamanitam Eva Bantam Anubati Sarvam Tasaya Basa Sarvam Item Vidhati. In the Svadhamma of the Lord there is no need of sun, moon, or stars for illumination. Nor is there need of electricity, so what to speak of ignited lamps? On the other hand, it is because those planets are self-illuminating that all effulgence has become possible, and whatever there is that is dazzling is due to the reflection of that Svadhamma. One who is dazzled by the effulgence of the impersonal Brahmajayatir cannot know the personal transcendence, therefore in the Isopanasad, 15, it is prayed that the Lord shift his dazzling effulgence so that the devotee can see the real reality. It is spoken thus. Hiranmayena Patrina Satya Saya Pihitamukham Tapvampusana Pavranu Satya Dharma Adraste. O Lord, you are the maintainer of everything, both material and spiritual, and everything flourishes by your mercy. Your devotional service, or Bhakti Yoga, is the actual principle of religion, Satya Dharma, and I am engaged in that service. So kindly protect me by showing your real face. Please, therefore, remove the veil of your Brahmajayatir rays, so that I can see your form of eternal bliss and knowledge. SB 2.4.15 Text 15 Text Yat Kurdanam Yat Smeranam Yat Dikesanam Yat Vandanam Yat Kravanam Yat Darvanam Lakasaya Sabdiovid Hyanoti Kamasam Tesmasa Badras Ravesnamo Nama Word for Word Meanings 
yet, whose curdenum, glorification, yet, whose smeridum, remembrances, yet, whose ixenum, audience, yet, whose vandenum, prayers, yet, whose sravenum, hearing about, yet, whose arvenum, worshipping, lakasaya, of all people, sabdaya, forthwith, vinhinoti, specifically cleanses, commism, effects of sins, tesmay. Unto him, Sabadra, all auspicious, Sravase, one who is heard, Namah, my due obeisances, Namah, again and again. Translation. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the all auspicious Lord Shri Krishna, about whom glorification, remembrances, audience, prayers, hearing and worship can at once cleanse the effects of all sins of the performer. Purport. The sublime form of religious performance is to free oneself from all reactions of sins is suggested herein by the greatest authority, Sri Sukadeva Gosvami. Kurdanam, or glorifying the Lord, can be performed in very many ways, such as remembering, visiting temples to see the deity, offering prayers in front of the Lord, and hearing recitations of glorification of the Lord, as they are mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam, or in the Bhagavad Gita. Kurdanam can be performed both by singing the glories of the Lord in accompaniment with melodious music and by recitation of scriptures like Srimad Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita. The devotees need not be disappointed in the physical absence of the Lord, though they may think of not being associated with Him. The devotional process of chanting, hearing, remembering, etc., either all or some of them, or even one of them, can give us the desired result of associating with the Lord by discharging the transcendental loving service of the Lord in the above manner. Even the very sound of the holy name of Lord Krishna or Rama can at once surcharge the atmosphere spiritually. We must know definitely that the Lord is present, wherever such pure transcendental service is performed, and thus the performer of offenseless curtain has positive association with the Lord. Similarly, remembrance and prayers also can give us the desired result, if they are properly done under expert guidance. One should not concoct forms of devotional service. One may worship the form of the Lord in a temple, or one may impersonally offer the Lord devotional prayers in a mosque or a church. One is sure to get free from the reactions of sins, provided one is very careful about not committing sins willingly in expectation of getting free from the reactions of sins by worshipping in the temple or by offering prayers in the church. This mentality of committing sins willfully on the strength of devotional service is called Namnobaladrasaya Hikakabanya, and it is the greatest offense in the discharge of devotional service. Hearing, therefore, is essential in order to keep oneself strictly on guard against such pitfalls of sins. And in order to give special stress to the hearing process, the Gosvami invokes all auspicious fortune in this manner. SB 2.4.16 Text 16 Text Vikaksana Yakiranapasadanat Sandan Vyudasayad Kayaton Taratmanathandanti Hi Brahmagadam Gataklamas Tesmesabadras Ravas Namo Word for word meanings Vikaksana, highly intellectual, yet, whose, Kirana Apasadanat, simply dedicating oneself unto the lotus feet, Sangam, attachment, Vyodasaya, giving up completely, Abhayata, for present and future existence, Antahatmana, of the heart and soul, Vandanti, moves progressively, high, certainly, Brahmagadam, toward spiritual existence, Gataklana, without difficulty, Tesme, unto him, Sabadra. All auspicious, Sravas, unto one who is heard, Nama, my due obeisances, Nama, again and again. Translation. Let me offer my respectful obeisances again and again unto the all auspicious Lord Shri Krishna. 
the highly intellectual, simply by surrendering unto his lotus feet, are relieved of all attachments to present and future existences and without difficulty progress toward spiritual existence. PURPORT Lord Shri Krishna has repeatedly instructed Arjuna, or for that matter everyone concerned with becoming his unalloyed devotee. In the last phase of his instruction in the Bhagavad Gita, 18.6466, he instructed most confidentially, as follows. Left square bracket BG 18.65 right square bracket. Sarva Dharman Paritayajaya Man Ekam Saranam Vraja Atam Vam Sarva Papadhyo Isayami Masuka. My dear Arjuna, you are very dear to me, and therefore only for your good I will disclose the most secret part of my instructions. It is simply this, become a pure devotee of mine and give yourself unto me only, and I promise you full spiritual existence, by which you may gain the eternal right of transcendental loving service unto me. Just give up all other ways of religiosity and exclusively surrender unto me and believe that I will protect you from your sinful acts, and I shall deliver you. Do not worry anymore. Persons who are intelligent take serious notice of this last instruction of the Lord. Knowledge of the self is the first step in spiritual realization, which is called confidential knowledge, and a step further is God-realization, which is called more confidential knowledge. The culmination of the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita is God-realization, and when one attains this stage of God-realization, he naturally, voluntarily becomes a devotee of the Lord to render him loving transcendental service. This devotional service to the Lord is always based on love of God and is distinct from the nature of routine service, as prescribed in Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga or Dhyana Yoga. In the Bhagavad Gita there are different instructions for such men of different categories, and there are various descriptions for Varnasrama Dharma, Sanyasa Dharma, Yati Dharma, the renounced order of life, controlling the senses, meditation, perfection of mystic powers, etc., but one who fully surrenders unto the Lord to render service unto him, out of spontaneous love for him, factually assimilates the essence of all knowledge described in the Vedas. One who adopts this method very skillfully attains perfection of life at once. And this perfection of human life is called Brahmagati, or the progressive march in spiritual existence. As enunciated by Srila Jiva Gosvami on the basis of Vedic assurances, Brahmagati means to attain a spiritual form as good as that of the Lord, and in that form the liberated living being eternally lives on one of the spiritual planets situated in the spiritual sky. Attainment of this perfection of life is easily available to a pure devotee of the Lord without his undergoing any difficult method of perfection. Such a devotional life is full of kurdanam, smaranam, ixanam, etc., as mentioned in the previous verse. One must therefore adopt this simple way of devotional life in order to attain the highest perfection available in any category of the human form of life in any part of the world. When Lord Brahma met Lord Krishna as a playful child at Vrindavana, he offered his prayer in which he said, Sri Asratim Bhaktam Udasaya Tevighokla Sayanti Yi Kemla Bhatta Labdha Tesima Saklasila Eva Sisayat Nanai Jathasthilatusavagatinam SB 10.14.4 Bhakti Yoga is the highest quality of perfection to be achieved by the intelligent person in lieu of performing a large quantity of spiritual activities. The example cited here is very appropriate. 
A handful of real paddy is more valuable than heaps of paddy skins without any substance within. Similarly, one should not be attracted by the jugglery of karmakanda or jnanakanda or even the gymnastic performances of yoga, but skillfully should take to the simple performances of kurdanam, smaranam, etc., under a bona fide spiritual master, and without any difficulty attain the highest perfection. SB 2.4.17 Text 17 Text Tapas vino dana parayasis vino mevis vino mantra vina sumangalaxemum navandanti vina yadarpanam tesme sabadras ravais namo nama. Word for word meanings. Tapas vina, the great learned sages, dana para, the great performer of charity, yasas vina, the great worker of distinction, manas vina, the great philosophers or mystics, mantra vina, the great chanter of the Vedic hymns, sumangala, strict followers of Vedic principles, ksemum. Fruitful result, nat, never, vandanti, attain, vina, without, yatarpanam, dedication, tesme, unto him, sabadra, auspicious, sravase, hearing about him, nama, my obeisances, nama, again and again. Translation. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the all-auspicious Lord Shri Krishna again and again, because the great learned sages, the great performers of charity, the great workers of distinction, the great philosophers and mystics, the great chanters of the Vedic hymns and the great followers of Vedic principles cannot achieve any fruitful result without dedication of such great qualities to the service of the Lord. PURPORT Advancement of learning, a charitable disposition, political, social or religious leadership of human society, philosophical speculations, the practice of the yoga system, expertise in the Vedic rituals, and all similar high qualities in man serve one in the attainment of perfection only, when they are employed in the service of the Lord. Without such dovetailing, all such qualities become sources of trouble for people in general. Everything can be utilized either for one's own sense gratification or in the service of one other than oneself. There are two kinds of self-interest also, namely personal selfishness and extended selfishness. But there is no qualitative difference between personal and extended selfishness. Theft for personal interest or for the family interest is of the same quality, namely, criminal. A thief pleading not guilty because of committing theft not for personal interest but for the interest of society or country has never been excused by the established law of any country. People in general have no knowledge that the self-interest of a living being attains perfection only when such an interest coincides with the interest of the Lord. For example, what is the interest of maintaining body and soul together? One earns money for maintenance of the body personal or social, but unless there is God-consciousness, unless the body is being properly maintained to realize one's relation with God, all good efforts to maintain body and soul together are similar to the attempts of the animals to maintain body and soul together. The purpose of maintaining the human body is different from that of the animals. Similarly, advancement of learning, economic development, philosophical research, study in the Vedic literature or even the execution of pious activities, like charity, opening of hospitals, and the distribution of food grains should be done in relation with the Lord. The aim of all such acts and endeavors must be the pleasure of the Lord and not the satisfaction of any other identity, individual or collective. Sims get here heritosinum left square bracket SB 1.2.13 right square bracket. In the Bhagavad Gita, 9.27, the same principle is confirmed, where it is said that whatever we may give in charity and whatever we may observe in austerity must be given over to the Lord or be done on his account only. 
the expert leaders of a godless human civilization cannot bring about a fruitful result in all their different attempts at educational advancement or economic development, unless they are God-conscious. And to become God-conscious one has to hear about the all-auspicious Lord, as he is described in literature like the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. SB 2.4.18 Text 18 Text and here is some Word for word meanings. Kirita, a province of Old Berita, Huna, part of Germany and Russia, and Hra, a province of southern India, Pulinda, the Greeks, Polkasa, another province, and Hira, part of Old Zimd, Sumha, another province, Yavana, the Turks. Kasadea, the Mongolian province, ye, even those, and I, others, Kas, also, Papa, addicted to sinful acts, yet, whose, a Pasrea Asrea, having taken shelter of the devotees of the Lord, Sinhayanti, at once purified, Tesme, unto him, Prendhavis name, unto the powerful Visnu, Nana, my respectful obeisances. Translation. Kirita, Huna, Andha, Pulinda, Polkasa, Adhira, Sambha, Yavana, members of the Kasa races and even others addicted to sinful acts can be purified by taking shelter of the devotees of the Lord, due to his being the supreme power. I beg to offer my respectful obeisances unto him. PURPORT Kirita, a province of old Bharatavarsa mentioned in the Bismaparva of Mahabharata. Generally the Kiritas are known as the aboriginal tribes of India, and in modern days the Santal Parganas in Bihar and Chodanagpur might comprise the old province named Kirita. Huna, the area of East Germany and part of Russia is known as the province of the Hunas. Accordingly, sometimes a kind of hill tribe is known as the Hunas. Andhra, a province in southern India mentioned in the Bismaparva of Mahabharata. It is still extant under the same name. Pulinda, it is mentioned in the Mahabharata, Adiparva 174.38, namely, the inhabitants of the province of the name Pulinda. This country was conquered by Damasena and Sahadeva. The Greeks are known as Pulindas, and it is mentioned in the Vanaparva of Mahabharata that the non-Vedic race of this part of the world would rule over the world. This Pulinda province was also one of the provinces of Bharata, and the inhabitants were classified amongst the Ksatriya kings. But later on, due to their giving up the Brahminical culture, they were mentioned as Mlekas, just as those who are not followers of the Islamic culture are called Kathirs and those who are not followers of the Christian culture are called heathens. And here, this name also appears in the Mahabharata, both in the Sabhaparva and Bismaparva. It is mentioned that this province was situated on the river Sarasvati in Zind. The modern Zind province formerly extended on the other side of the Arabian Sea, and all the inhabitants of that province were known as the Adhiras. They were under the domination of Maharaja Yudhisthira, and according to the statements of Mercandeya the Mlekas of this part of the world would also rule over Bharata. Later on this proved to be true, as in the case of the Pulindas. On behalf of the Pulindas, Alexander the Great conquered India, and on behalf of the Adhiras, Muhammad Ghori conquered India. These adherents were also formerly Ksatriyas. Within the Brahminical culture, but they gave up the connection. The Ksatriyas who were afraid of Parashurama and had hidden themselves in the Caucasian hilly regions later on became known as the Adherents, and the place they inhabited was known as Adhiradisa. Sambhas or Kankas, the inhabitants of the Kanka province of Old Bharata, mentioned in the Mahabharata. 
Yavanas. Yavana was the name of one of the sons of Maharaja Yati who was given the part of the world known as Turkey to rule. Therefore the Turks are Yavanas due to being descendants of Maharaja Yavana. The Yavanas were therefore Ksatriyas, and later on, by giving up the Brahminical culture, they became like a Yavanas. Descriptions of the Yavanas are in the Mahabharata, Adi Parva 85.34. Another prince called Turvasu was also known as Yavana, and his country was conquered by Sahadeva, one of the Pandavas. The western Yavana joined with Dryadhana in the Battle of Hiruksatra under the pressure of Karna. It is also foretold that these Yavanas also would conquer India, and it proved to be true. Kasa, the inhabitants of the Kasadisa are mentioned in the Mahabharata, Drona Parva. Those who have a stunted growth of hair on the upper lip are generally called Kasas. As such, the Kasa are the Mongolians, the Chinese and others who are so designated. The above-mentioned historical names are different nations of the world. Even those who are constantly engaged in sinful acts are all corrigible to the standard of perfect human beings, if they take shelter of the devotees of the Lord. Jesus Christ and Muhammad, two powerful devotees of the Lord, have done tremendous service on behalf of the Lord on the surface of the globe. And from the version of Srila Sukadeva Gosvami it appears that instead of running a godless civilization in the present context of the world situation, if the leadership of world affairs is entrusted to the devotees of the Lord, for which a worldwide organization under the name and style of the International Society, for Krishna consciousness has already been started, then by the grace of the Almighty Lord there can be a thorough change of heart in human beings all over the world, because the devotees of the Lord are able Authorities to effect such a change by purifying the dust-worn minds of the people in general. The politicians of the world may remain in their respective positions, because the pure devotees of the Lord are not interested in political leadership or diplomatic implications. The devotees are interested only in seeing that the people in general are not misguided by political propaganda and in seeing that the valuable life of a human being is not spoiled in following a type of civilization which is ultimately doomed. If the politicians, therefore, would be guided by the good counsel of the devotees, then certainly there would be a great change in the world situation by the purifying propaganda of the devotees, as shown by Lord Ketanaya. As Sukadeva Gosvami began his prayer by discussing the word Yatkurdanam, so also Lord Ketanaya recommended that simply by glorifying the Lord's holy name, a tremendous change of heart can take place by which the complete misunderstanding between the human nations created by politicians can at once be extinguished. And after the extinction of the fire of misunderstanding, other prophets will follow. The destination is to go back home, back to Godhead, as we have several times discussed in these pages. According to the cult of devotion, generally known as the Vaisnava cult, there is no bar against anyone's advancing in the matter of God-realization. A Vaisnava is powerful enough to turn into a Vaisnava even the Kirita, etc., as above mentioned. In the Bhagavad Gita, 9.32, it is said by the Lord that there is no bar to becoming a devotee of the Lord, even for those who are lowborn, or women, sadras or Vaisyas, and by becoming a devotee everyone is eligible to return home, back to Godhead. The only qualification is that one takes shelter of a pure devotee of the Lord who has thorough knowledge in the transcendental science of Krishna, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Anyone from any part of the world who becomes well conversant in the science of Krishna becomes a pure devotee and a spiritual master for the general mass of people and may reclaim them by purification of heart. 
though a person be even the most sinful man, he can at once be purified by systematic contact with a pure Vaisnava. A Vaisnava, therefore, can accept a bona fide disciple from any part of the world without any consideration of caste and creed and promotes him by regulative principles to the status of a pure Vaisnava who is transcendental to Brahminical culture. The system of caste, or Varnasrama Dharma, is no longer regular even amongst the so-called followers of the system. Nor is it now possible to re-establish the institutional function in the present context of social, political and economic revolution. Without any reference to the particular custom of a country, one can be accepted to the Vaisnava cult spiritually, and there is no hindrance in the transcendental process. So by the order of Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, the cult of Srimad Bhagavatam or the Bhagavad Gita can be preached all over the world, reclaiming all persons willing to accept the transcendental cult. Such cultural propaganda by the devotees will certainly be accepted by all persons who are reasonable and inquisitive, without any particular bias for the custom of the country. The Vaisnava never accepts another Vaisnava on the basis of birthright, just as he never thinks of the deity of the Lord in a temple as an idol. And to remove all doubts in this connection, Srila Sukadeva Gosvami has invoked the blessings of the Lord, who is all-powerful, Prabhavisnav Namah. As the all-powerful Lord accepts the humble service of his devotee in devotional activities of the Arcana, his form as the worshipable deity in the temple, similarly the body of a pure Vaisnava changes transcendentally at once, when he gives himself up to the service of the Lord and is trained by a qualified Vaisnava. The injunction of Vaisnava regulation in this connection runs, as follows, Arsai Visnasila Dirgurusu Naramadir Vaisnav Jati Bhadhya Shri Visnar Namni etc. One should not consider the deity of the Lord, as worshipped in the temple to be an idol, nor should one consider the authorized spiritual master an ordinary man. Nor should one consider a pure Vaisnava to belong to a particular caste, etc. Padma Purana. The conclusion is that the Lord, being all-powerful, can, under any and every circumstance, accept anyone from any part of the world, either personally or through his bona fide manifestation as the spiritual master. Lord Ketanaya accepted many devotees from communities other than the Varnasramites, and he himself declared, to teach us, that he does not belong to any caste or social order of life, but that he is the eternal servant of the servant of the Lord who maintains the damsels of Vrindavana, Lord Krishna, left square bracket cc. Madhya 13.80 right square bracket. That is the way of self-realization. SB 2.4.19. Text 19. Text. Saisa at Matmavitaman Hisvaras Trahimeo Dharmanaeus Tapanaea Gadava Alakarajas Ankara Gibhir Vitarkaya Lingo Bagavan Presiditum. Word for word meanings. Sah, he, Sah, it is, Atma, the super soul, Atmavitam, of the self realized souls, Adhisvara, the Supreme Lord, Trahimea, personified Vedas, Dharmamea, personified religious scripture, Tapahmea, personified austerity, Gadava Alakay. By those who are above all pretensions, Aja, Brahmaji, Sankara Adibya, by Lord Shiva and others. Vitarkaya Lingma, one who is observed with awe and veneration, Bhagavan, the personality of Godhead, Prasidatam, be kind toward me. Translation. He is the super soul and the supreme lord of all self-realized souls. He is the personification of the Vedas, religious scriptures and austerities. He is worshipped by Lord Brahma and Shiva and all those who are transcendental to all pretensions. 
being so revered with awe and veneration, may that Supreme Absolute be pleased with me. PURPORT The Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, although the Lord of all followers of different paths of self-realization, is knowable only by those who are above all pretensions. Everyone is searching for eternal peace or eternal life, and with an aim to this destination everyone is either studying the Vedic scriptures or other religious scriptures or undergoing severe austerity as empiric philosophers, as mystics yogis or, as an alloyed devotees, etc. But the Supreme Lord is perfectly realized only by the devotees, because they are above all pretensions. Those who are on the path of self-realization are generally classified as karmas, jnanas, yogis, or devotees of the Lord. The karmas, who are much attracted by the fruitive activities of the Vedic rituals are called bhaktikami, or those who desire material enjoyment. The jnanas, who try to become one with the Supreme by mental speculation, are called bhaktikami, or those who desire liberation from material existence. The mystic yogis, who practice different types of austerities for attainment of eight kinds of material perfection and who ultimately meet the super-soul, paramatma, in trance are called sinhikami, or those who desire the perfection of becoming finer than the finest, becoming heavier than the heaviest, getting everything desired, having control over everyone, creating everything liked, etc. All these are abilities of a powerful yogi. But the devotees of the Lord do not want anything like that for self-satisfaction. They want only to serve the Lord, because the Lord is great and as living entities they are eternally subordinate parts and parcels of the Lord. This perfect realization of the self by the devotee helps him to become desireless, to desire nothing for his personal self, and thus the devotees are called niskami, without any desire. A living entity, by his constitutional position, cannot be void of all desires, the Bhaktikami, Bhaktikami and Sinhikami all desire something for personal satisfaction, but the Niskami devotees of the Lord desire everything for the satisfaction of the Lord. They are completely dependent on the orders of the Lord and are always ready to discharge their duty for the satisfaction of the Lord. In the beginning Arjuna placed himself, as one of those who desire self-satisfaction, for he desired not to fight in the battle of Hiruxatra, but to make him desireless the Lord preached the Bhagavad Gita, in which the ways of Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga, Hatha Yoga and also Bhakti Yoga were explained. Because Arjuna was without any pretension, he changed his decision and satisfied the Lord by agreeing to fight, Karasai Vakadam Tabha, left square bracket BG 18.73 right square bracket, and thus he became desireless. The examples of Brahma and Lord Shiva are specifically cited here, because Brahmaji, Lord Shiva, Srimati Laksmaji and the four Kumaras, Sanaka, Sanatana, etc., are leaders of the four desireless Vaisnavas Ampradayas. They are all freed from all pretensions. Srila Jivagasvami interprets the word as or those who are freed from all pretensions, the unalloyed devotees only. In the Ketanaya Karatamrata, Madhya 19.149 it is said, Krishna Bhakta, Niskama, Adiva Santa Bhakti Mukti Sinhikami, Sakaliya Santa. Those who are after fruitive results for their pious activities, those who desire salvation and identity with the Supreme, and those who desire material perfections of mystic power are all restless, because they want something for themselves, but the devotee is completely peaceful, because he has no demand for himself and is always ready to serve the desire of the Lord.
The conclusion is, therefore, that the Lord is for everyone, because no one can achieve the result of his respective desires without his sanction, but as stated by the Lord in Bhagavad Gita, 8.9, all such results are awarded by him only, for the Lord is an Hisvara, the original controller, of everyone, namely the Vedantists, the great Karmakandiyas. The great religious leaders, the great performers of austerity and all who are striving for spiritual advancement. But ultimately he is realized by the pretensionless devotees only. Therefore special stress is given to the devotional service of the Lord by Srila Sukadeva Gosvami. SB 2.4.20 Text 20 Text Sriya Padir Yajna Padir Praja Padir Diam Padir Loka Padir Dara Padir Padir Gadis Kandakavrasni Savadam Prasidatami Bhagavan Sadam Padir. Word for word meanings. Sriya, all opulence, Padir, the owner, Yajna, of sacrifice, Padir, the director, Praja Padir, the leader of all living entities, Diam, of intelligence, Padir, the master, Loka Padir, the proprietor of all planets, Dara, earth, Padir, the supreme. Padah, head, Gabah, destination, Kath, also, and Haka, one of the kings of the Yadu dynasty, Vrasni. The first king of the Yadu dynasty, Savvatam, the Yadis, Prasidatam, be merciful, me, upon me, Bhagavan, Lord Shri Krishna, Sadam. Of all devotees, Padah, the Lord. Translation. May Lord Shri Krishna, who is the worshipable Lord of all devotees, the protector and glory of all the kings like Andhika and Vrasni of the Yadu dynasty, the husband of all goddesses of fortune, the director of all sacrifices and therefore the leader of all living entities, the controller of all intelligence, the proprietor of all planets, spiritual and material, and the supreme incarnation on the earth, the supreme all in all, be merciful upon me. PURPORT since Sukadeva Gosvami is one of the prominent Madhavialikas, who are freed from all misconceptions, he therefore expresses his own realized perception of Lord Shri Krishna, as being the sum total of all perfection, the personality of Godhead. Everyone is seeking the favor of the goddess of fortune, but people do not know, that Lord Shri Krishna is the beloved husband of all goddesses of fortune. In the Brahma Samhita it is said that the Lord, in his transcendental abode Galokavranavana, is accustomed to herding the Surabhi cows and is served there by hundreds of thousands of goddesses of fortune. All these goddesses of fortune are manifestations of his transcendental pleasure potency, Kladini Sakti, in his internal energy, and when the Lord manifested himself on this earth he partially displayed the activities of his pleasure potency in his Rosalila just to attract the conditioned souls, who are all after the phantasmagoria pleasure potency integrated sex enjoyment. The pure devotees of the Lord like Sukadeva Gosvami, who was completely detached from the abominable sex life of the material world, discussed this act of the Lord's pleasure potency certainly not in relation to sex, but to relish a transcendental taste inconceivable to the mundaners who are after sex life. Sex life in the mundane world is the root cause of being conditioned by the shackles of illusion, and certainly Sukadeva Gosvami was never interested in the sex life of the mundane world. Nor does the manifestation of the Lord's pleasure potency have any connection with such degraded things. Lord Ketanaya was a strict sannyasi, so much, so that he did not allow any woman to come near him, not even to bow down and offer respects. He never even heard the prayers of the Devadasis offered in the temple of Jagannatha, because a sannyasi is forbidden to hear songs sung by the fair sex. 
yet even in the rigid position of a sannyasi he recommended the mode of worship preferred by the goddess of Vrindavana as the topmost loving service possible to be rendered to the Lord. And Srimati Radharani is the principal head of all such goddesses of fortune, and therefore she is the pleasure counterpart of the Lord and is non-different from Krishna. In the Vedic rituals there are recommendations for performing different types of sacrifice in order to achieve the greatest benefit in life. Such benedictions as the results of performing great sacrifices are, after all, favors given by the goddess of fortune, and the Lord, being the husband or lover of the goddess of fortune, is factually the Lord of all sacrifices also. He is the final enjoyer of all kinds of yajna, therefore yajna Pati is another name of Lord Vishnu. It is recommended in the Bhagavad Gita that everything be done for the Yajna Pati, Yajnardit Karmana, for otherwise one's acts will be the cause of conditioning by the law of material nature. Those who are not freed from all misconceptions, Vialakam, perform sacrifices to please the minor demigods, but the devotees of the Lord know very well that Lord Shri Krishna is the supreme enjoyer of all performances of sacrifice, therefore they perform the Sankirtana Yajna, Sravanam Kurdanam Visna left square bracket SB 7.5.23 right square bracket, which is especially recommended in this age of Kali. In Kali Yuga, Performance of other types of sacrifice is not feasible due to insufficient arrangements and inexpert priesthood. We have information from the Bhagavad Gita, 3.1011, that Lord Brahma, after giving rebirth to the conditioned souls within the universe, instructed them to perform sacrifices and to lead a prosperous life. With such sacrificial performances the conditioned souls will never be in difficulty in keeping body and soul together. Ultimately they can purify their existence. They will find natural promotion into spiritual existence, the real identity of the living being. A conditioned soul should never give up the practice of sacrifice, charity and austerity, in any circumstances. The aim of all such sacrifices is to please the Yajnapati, the personality of Godhead, therefore the Lord is also Prajapati. According to the Katha Upanishad, the One Lord is the leader of the innumerable living entities. The living entities are maintained by the Lord, Eko Bahunam Yodhidatati Kaman. The Lord is therefore called the Supreme Buddha BHRT or Maintainer of all living beings. Living beings are proportionately endowed with intelligence in terms of their previous activities. All living beings are not equally endowed with the same quality of intelligence, because behind such development of intelligence is the control of the Lord, as declared in the Bhagavad Gita. 15.15 as Paramatma, Super Soul, the Lord is living in everyone's heart, and from him only does one's power of remembrance, knowledge and forgetfulness follow, One person can sharply remember past activities by the grace of the Lord, while others cannot. One is highly intelligent by the grace of the Lord, and one is a fool by the same control. Therefore the Lord is Diampathy, or the Lord of Intelligence. The conditioned souls strive to become lords of the material world. Everyone is trying to lord it over the material nature by applying his highest degree of intelligence. This misuse of intelligence by the conditioned soul is called madness. One's full intelligence should be applied to get free from the material clutches. But the conditioned soul, due to madness only, engages his full energy and intelligence in sense gratification, and to achieve this end of life he willfully commits all sorts of misdeeds. The result is that instead of attaining an unconditional life of full freedom, the mad-conditioned soul is entangled again and again in different types of bondage in material bodies. 
everything we see in the material manifestation is but the creation of the Lord. Therefore he is the real proprietor of everything in the universes. The conditioned soul can enjoy a fragment of this material creation under the control of the Lord, but not self-sufficiently. That is the instruction in the Isopanasad. One should be satisfied with things awarded by the Lord of the universe. It is out of madness only that one tries to encroach upon another's share of material possessions. The Lord of the universe, out of his causeless mercy upon the conditioned souls, descends by his own energy, Atmamaya, to re-establish the eternal relation of the conditioned souls with him. He instructs all to surrender unto him instead of falsely claiming to be enjoyers for a certain limit under his control. When he so descends he proves how much greater is his ability to enjoy, and he exhibits his power of enjoyment by, for instance, marrying 16,000 wives at once. The conditioned soul is very proud of becoming the husband of even one wife, but the Lord laughs at this, the intelligent man can know who is the real husband. Factually, the Lord is the husband of all the women in his creation, but a conditioned soul under the control of the Lord feels proud to be the husband of one or two wives. All these qualifications, as the different types of Pati mentioned in this verse are meant for Lord Shri Krishna, and Sukadeva Gosvami has therefore especially mentioned the Pati and Bhati of the Yadu dynasty. The members of the Yadu dynasty knew that Lord Shri Krishna is everything, and all of them intended to return to Lord Krishna after he had finished his transcendental pastimes on the earth. The Yadu dynasty was annihilated by the will of the Lord, because its members had to return home with the Lord. The annihilation of the Yadu dynasty was a material show created by the Supreme Lord, otherwise the Lord and the members of the Yadu dynasty are all eternal associates. The Lord is therefore the guide of all devotees, and as such, Sukadeva Gosvami offered him due respects with love-laden feelings. SB 2.4.21 Text 21 Text Yadang Hriadhin Hyanasamadhidalte Diyanopasayanti Hi Tatvam Admanahvadanti Kadat Kaveo Yatharukam Sami Mukundo Bhagavan Prasidatam. Word for word meanings. Yatang Hri, whose lotus feet, and in Hyana, thinking of, at every second, Samadhi, trans, Daltea, being washed off, Daya, by such clean intelligence, Anupasayanti, does see by following authorities, Hi, certainly, Tatvam, the absolute truth, Atmanah, of the Supreme Lord and of oneself, Vedanti, they say, Ka, also, it, this, Kadaya, philosophers or learned, scholars, Yatharukam, as he thinks, Sah, he, me, mine, Mukunda, Lord Krishna who gives liberation, Bhagavan, the personality of Godhead, Prasidatam, be pleased with me. Translation. It is the personality of Godhead Shri Krishna who gives liberation. By thinking of his lotus feet at every second, following in the footsteps of authorities, the devotee in trance can see the absolute truth. The learned mental speculators, however, think of him according to their whims. May the Lord be pleased with me. Purport. The mystic yogis, after a strenuous effort to control the senses, may be situated in a trance of yoga just to have a vision of the super-soul within everyone, but the pure devotee, simply by remembering the Lord's lotus feet at every second, at once becomes established in real trance, because by such realization his mind and intelligence are completely cleansed of the diseases of material enjoyment. The pure devotee thinks himself fallen into the ocean of birth and death and incessantly prays to the Lord to lift him up. He only aspires to become a speck of transcendental dust at the lotus feet of the Lord. 
the pure devotee, by the grace of the Lord, absolutely loses all attraction for material enjoyment, and to keep free from contamination he always thinks of the lotus feet of the Lord. King Kula Sekhara, a great devotee of the Lord, prayed. Krishnatvedaya Padapankaja Panjarantamadayavamivasatu Manasaraja Hamsah Pranaprayana Samakatha Vedupite Kanfavaradhana Vidhas Maranam Kudastet. Left square bracket millimeters 33 right square bracket. My Lord Krishnat, I pray that the swan of my mind may immediately sink down to the stems of the lotus feet of your lordship and be locked in their network, otherwise at the time of my final breath, when my throat is choked up with cough, how will it be possible to think of you? There is an intimate relationship between the swan and the lotus stem. So the comparison is very appropriate, without becoming a swan, or paramahamsa, one cannot enter into the network stem of the lotus feet of the lord. As stated in the Brahma Samhita, the mental speculators, even by dint of learned scholarship, cannot even dream of the absolute truth by speculating over it for eternity. The Lord reserves the right of not being exposed to such mental speculators. And because they cannot enter into network stem of the lotus stem of the Lord, all material speculators differ in conclusions, and at the end they make a useless compromise by saying, as many conclusions, as many ways, according to one's own inclination, Yatharukam. But the Lord is not like a shopkeeper trying to please all sorts of customers in the mental speculator exchange. The Lord is what he is, the absolute personality of Godhead, and he demands absolute surrender unto him only. The pure devotee, however, by following the ways of previous Akaras, or authorities, can see the Supreme Lord through the transparent medium of a bona fide spiritual master, Anupasayanti. The pure devotee never tries to see the Lord by mental speculation, but by following in the footsteps of the Akaras, Mahajano Yinagadahsapantha left square bracket CC Madhya 17.186 right square bracket. Therefore there is no difference of conclusions amongst the Vaisnava Akaras regarding the Lord and the devotees. Lord Ketanaya asserts that the living entity, Jiva, is eternally the servitor of the Lord and that he is simultaneously one with and different from the Lord. This tabva of Lord Ketanaya's is shared by all four Sampradayas of the Vaisnava school, all accepting eternal servitude to the Lord even after salvation, and there is no authorized Vaisnava Akariya who may think of the Lord and himself as one. This humbleness of the pure devotee, who is 100% engaged in his service, puts the devotee of the Lord in a trance by which to realize everything, because to the sincere devotee of the Lord, the Lord reveals himself, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, 10.10. The Lord, being the Lord of intelligence in everyone, even in the non-devotee, favors his devotee with proper intelligence so that automatically the pure devotee is enlightened with the factual truth about the Lord and his different energies. The Lord is revealed not by one's speculative power or by one's verbal jugglery over the absolute truth. Rather, he reveals himself to a devotee when he is fully satisfied by the devotee's service attitude. Sukadeva Gosvami is not a mental speculator or compromiser of the theory of as many ways, as many conclusions. Rather, he prays to the Lord only, invoking his transcendental pleasure. That is the way of knowing the Lord. SB 2.4.22 Text 22. Text. Prakadita yena purisirasvati vitam vitajasaya sadam smratim hardis velaksana pradarabhat kalasayatah samir sinam rasabhah prasidatam. Word for word meanings. 
Prakadita, inspired, Yena, by whom, Pura, in the beginning of creation, Sarasvati, the goddess of learning, Vitanvata, amplified, Ajasaya, of Brahma, the first created living being, Sadamsmritim, potent memory, Hrdi, in the heart, Svath, in his own, Laksana, aiming at, Pradarabhat, was generated, Kila, as, if, Asayata, from the mouth, Sah, he, me, unto me, Rasinam, of the teachers, Rasabha, the chief, Prasidatam, be pleased. Translation. May the Lord, who in the beginning of the creation amplified the potent knowledge of Brahma from within his heart and inspired him with full knowledge of creation and of his own self, and who appeared to be generated from the mouth of Brahma, be pleased with me. PURPORT As we have already discussed herein before, the Lord, as the super-soul of all living beings from Brahma to the insignificant ant, endows all with the required knowledge potent in every living being. A living being is sufficiently potent to possess knowledge from the Lord in the proportion of 50 sixty-fourths, or 78% of the full knowledge acquirable. Since the living being is constitutionally part and parcel of the Lord, he is unable to assimilate all the knowledge that the Lord possesses himself. In the conditioned state, the living being is subject to forget everything after a change of body known as death. This potent knowledge is again inspired by the Lord from within the heart of every living being, and it is known as the awakening of knowledge, for it is comparable to awakening from sleep or unconsciousness. This awakening of knowledge is under the full control of the Lord, and therefore we find in the practical world different grades of knowledge in different persons. This awakening of knowledge is neither an automatic nor a material interaction. The supply source is the Lord himself, did I am for even Brahma is also subject to this regulation of the Supreme Creator. In the beginning of the creation, Brahma is born first without any father and mother, because before Brahma there were no other living beings. Brahma is born from the lotus which grows from the abdomen of the Garbhadakasayivasnu, and therefore he is known as Aja. This Brahma, or Aja, is also a living being, part and parcel of the Lord, but being the most pious devotee of the Lord, Brahma is inspired by the Lord to create, subsequent to the main creation by the Lord, through the agency of material nature. Therefore neither the material nature nor Brahma is independent of the Lord. The material scientists can merely observe the reactions of the material nature without understanding the direction behind such activities, as a child can see the action of electricity without any knowledge of the powerhouse engineer. This imperfect knowledge of the material scientist is due to a poor fund of knowledge. The Vedic knowledge was therefore first impregnated within Brahma, and it appears that Brahma distributed the Vedic knowledge. Brahma is undoubtedly the speaker of the Vedic knowledge, but actually he was inspired by the Lord to receive such transcendental knowledge, as it directly descends from the Lord. The Vedas are therefore called aparosia, or not imparted by any created being. Before the creation the Lord was there, and therefore the words spoken by the Lord are vibrations of transcendental sound. There is a gulf of difference between the two qualities of sound, namely prakrita and aprakrita. The physicist can deal only with the prakrita. Sound, or sound vibrated in the material sky, and therefore we must know, that the Vedic sounds recorded in symbolic expressions cannot be understood by anyone within the universe, unless and until one is inspired by the vibration of supernatural, a prakrita, sound, which descends in the chain of disciplic succession from the Lord to Brahma, from Brahma to Narada, from Narada to Vyasa and so on. No mundane scholar can translate or reveal the true import of the Vedic mantras, hymns, 
They cannot be understood unless one is inspired or initiated by the authorized spiritual master. The original spiritual master is the Lord himself, and the succession comes down through the sources of Pirampara, as clearly stated in the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. So, unless one receives the transcendental knowledge from the authorized Pirampara, one should be considered useless, even though one may be greatly qualified in the mundane advancements of arts or science. Sukadeva Gosvami is praying from the Lord by dint of being inspired from within by the Lord, so that he could rightly explain the facts and figures of creation, as inquired by Maharaja Pirixit. A spiritual master is not a theoretical speculator, like the mundane scholar, but is a triam Brahmanistham left square bracket mutadvijnanartham sad yuramitabhidakatsamad panatsatriam Brahmanistham. To understand these things properly, one must humbly approach, with firewood in hand, a spiritual master who is learned in the Vedas and firmly devoted to the Absolute Truth. Left square bracket Mandaka Apanasad 1.2.12 right square bracket. 1.2.12 right square bracket. SB 2.4.23. Text 23. Text. Word for word meanings. Bute, by the elements, Mahadbi, of material creation, Yah, he who, Imah, all these, Pura, bodies, Vidha, of the Lord, Nermea, for being set up, Seat, lie down, Yadamusu, one who incarnated. Purusa, Lord Visnu, Bhant, causes to be subjected, Gunan, the three modes of nature, Sadasa, in sixteen divisions, Sadasa Atmaka, being the generator. Of these sixteen, Sah, he, Alankrasista, may decorate, Bhagavan, the personality of Godhead, Vakamsi, statements, the, mine. Translation. May the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who enlivens the materially created bodies of the elements by lying down within the universe, and who in his Purusa incarnation causes the living being to be subjected to the sixteen divisions of material modes which are his generator be pleased to decorate my statements. PURPORT as a fully dependent devotee, Sukadeva Gosvami, unlike a mundane man who is proud of his own capability, invokes the pleasure of the personality of Godhead so that his statements may be successful and be appreciated by the hearers. The devotee always thinks of himself as instrumental for anything successfully carried out, and he declines to take credit for anything done by himself. The godless atheist wants to take all credit for activities, not knowing that even a blade of grass cannot move without the sanction of the Supreme Spirit, the Personality of Godhead. Sukadeva Gosvami therefore wants to move by the direction of the Supreme Lord, who inspired Brahma to speak the Vedic wisdom. The truths described in the Vedic literatures are not theories of mundane imagination, nor are they fictitious, as the less intelligent class of men sometimes think. The Vedic truths are all perfect descriptions of the factual truth without any mistake or illusion, and Sukadeva Gosvami wants to present the truths of creation not as a metaphysical theory of philosophical speculation, but as the actual facts and figures of the subject, since he would be dictated to by the Lord exactly in the same manner as Brahmaji was inspired. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, 15.15, the Lord is himself the father of the Vedanta knowledge, and it is he only who knows the factual purport of the Vedanta. Philosophy. So there is no greater truth than the principles of religion mentioned in the Vedas. 
Such Vedic knowledge or religion is disseminated by authorities like Sukadeva Gosvami, because he is a humble devotional servitor of the Lord who has no desire to become a self-appointed interpreter without authority. That is the way of explaining the Vedic knowledge, technically known as the Pirampara system, or descending process. The intelligent man can see without mistake that any material creation, whether one's own body or a fruit or flower, cannot beautifully grow up without the spiritual touch. The greatest intelligent man of the world or the greatest man of science can present everything very beautifully only insofar as the spirit life is there or insomuch as the spiritual touch is there. Therefore the source of all truths is the supreme spirit, and not gross matter, as wrongly conceived by the gross materialist. We get in form of shine from the Vedic literature that the Lord himself first entered...